And welcome back from your dinner break. <clears throat> this is Vicki Nettling, again, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. And I am so happy to be your speaker for this segment. And I am going to uh, be able to share with you why I think it's important for you to remember that it's just a conversation. The National Institute of Mental Health reports that public speaking anxiety affects 73% of the population. And even the 27% who are comfortable are not always engaging and entertaining enough to hold their audience. We often fear that rejection or the embarrassment that keeps us from doing what we need to do to promote our business and to grow as the leaders that we all could be. I, I wanna reflect back on a time when I've, I was riding in the car, I was driving and my grandson, he was like four at the time and he's sitting in the back of me with his uh, in his car seat and he's looking out at the window and he's there oma and he's telling me all about what he sees in the window and he's moving his hands and he's like gesturing and having great vocal variety and he's so animated telling me what he's seeing out this window and it made me think what will happen when he gets to first grade or second grade or third grade and has to do that first talk or time in front of the class and people maybe laugh at him or he just gets so worried about what people will think and all this glorious animation and energy will be gone. You know, it takes a lot of us a long time to overcome those things that happen in our childhood that keep us from, as, as Yvonne calls, our genius. It could be something so simple as, you know, like we had with our previous speaker, Elaine, how she talked about how her parents wanted her to be seen but not heard all those things that we think are growing or teaching our children to be great, to be model citizens, if you will, are keeping them from truly achieving all they can in life because they have that sound in their head that tells them to only speak when you're spoken to, to be quiet, to not be too, gregarious, if you will. Isn't it possible that we could change that? Entrepreneurs and business leaders today are continually challenged by this new world that we're living in. You need to be out there. You need to tell your story. You need to be able to sh share some insights about your products or services. But that means you have to talk. Yes, you have to talk. You have to be able to engage. You have to be able to excite, entertain, inform. But do you? Do you make excuses for not having that live or doing that TikTok or Instagram post? I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. 
or I'm not going to have that conversation with somebody because I, I just don't think I'm prepared to give my pitch or my, my talk. So how do you grow? How do you make your business? How do you make people aware of your genius, of the great things that you have to sell to, to be able to even teach, coach, if you have this underlying fear of public speaking? Whenever I was just a supervisor going into management at the company that I worked for for 27 years, and in that, I had a school uh, training for three weeks offsite. And we had about 25 people there. And of those 25 people, we were broken into smaller groups. And each of the groups were tasked before the end of the three weeks. We had to do either a talk for sports, weather, or the news. And so we did all kinds of activities up to that and had to present in front of the class our results of different efforts that we had, different projects that we did. But we still had to do that sole get up in front of the class, do the sports, the weather, or the news. One of the kids in our class was a newly appointed manager, was only though a supervisor for one month. So he didn't feel confident in e anything about what he was doing. Yet when you talk to him in the one-on-one -on -one situation, you could see he had great skills. He had great potential, but the fear of talking even to our small group made him sick to his stomach. It got to be the last day, the day before we were going to have to graduate and I talked to the teacher that night and I said, this kid is so scared of talking. Is there anything that you could do? And the teacher said, well, I got this. So the teacher went the next day and as normal, we got together a little bit before class and we were all chatting about different things. And the teacher went up to this kid, let's call him Rod. And we said, hey, Rod, did you see the game last night? Wasn't it awesome? And Rod just like, oh my God, yes. And he started talking about the players and the plays and he was animated and he was full of life. And he was looking at uh, the teacher direct spread on giving all he had. And you could tell that he was so passionate about that game and his team. And after a bit, the teacher said to him, hey, Rod, thanks for giving your sports talk. Thanks for giving your sports talk. The realization on Rod's face was, oh my God, I did it. He didn't, he didn't die. He didn't get sick. He did it. The change in his whole body, the confidence, the just pride that he was able to get through that, I knew would be impactful for the rest of his life but it also changed mine. You see, from that moment on, I knew that I had to be able to get to my team to understand that when they have to do a presentation, when they have to pitch an idea to a project lead or their big bosses, they need to understand that it's just a conversation. 
if you forget about the fact that it's a speech, forget about the fact, you know, you're not going to be graded on this. Just be you, be authentic, be vulnerable, and you will so, so be successful. Whenever I talk to folks about polishing your presentation or amping up your speech, your talk, there are six simple steps that I'd like to talk about. The first is, do we have good sound? <laughs> Being a podcast host, I have seen it all and I always do a sound check. You know that little thing at the bottom of your Zoom where it, or, or your Teams where it says, check the sound and the, and the camera? Well, that's for a purpose. <laughs> so you should check your sound. Make sure you can hear as well as be heard. The second is that camera. Well, you know, when we're in a virtual world, we need to make sure that people see us, that they connect with us. And it makes them forget if you have that good camera that they're actually talking to a monitor. So you wanna make sure you have a good camera and obviously good lighting. You don't wanna be in the dark. If you have overhead lighting, it's gonna give you sh shadows under your eyes. And I don't think men or women want to look like they had an all-nighter and have shadows under their eyes. So you wanna avoid overhead lighting. You wanna avoid lights from the side. You see, I have a window on the side here. If those blinds were not shut, it would um, possibly give me little uh, marks all the way up and down my face, which wouldn't be great. So you wanna make sure you have good lighting, good sound, good camera. But in person, what do you need? You need to be sure also that you have that good eye contact. So in virtual worlds, I'm talking to a little dot. If you can't remember to talk to the dot, you could put above your camera, if external or on your monitor, and just a, two eyes or a reminder, look at me. <laughs> you wanna be able to have that connection with your audience. Again, it's more engaging. It makes you forget that you're talking to a monitor. In person, look around the room, connect with people, share the love. You know, if it's a larger room, you want to at least look as much as you can. If it's a huge audience, it's dark, you can't see. So it's pretty much the same as if I'm just looking at this camera. I can't see anybody and hey, it's okay. I'm still going to be animated. I'm still going to be the energy that I would take as if I was looking right in your eyes. You want to be able to lean in to be able to make them feel the importance of what you're saying. The person who doesn't do that can be disconnected. When you have more than one monitor, you might be looking to the side. Each time you break that connection, you break that engagement and you could lose them. So remember, how important eye contact is in person or virtually. You wanna focus on how you say things. And I think if I talk to anybody about anything for any speech, virtual or in person, it's how you say it is so 
important. Think back to a radio commercial. You can't see the person. You can only hear them. But if that person talks in a monotone, you're going to tune them out. So they bring energy, they bring excitement, they bring vocal variety so that you'll listen to everything that they have to say. I often teach too, you should think of your speech as a song with no notes. So the song is one that has notes that are up and down, you know, it's across the scale. And each of those times where you have the song go up be louder, be softer, be faster, be slower. All of those things hook us into that song. And speaking of hook, the hook in a song is what you remember. So in a speech, your hook is what you want people to remember. Like it's just a conversation. You want them to connect with what you're saying to the point of the speech. In a conversation, we don't think about how we say things. It just comes out. We want to be engaging when we're excited about some story we're telling, some event we're recounting. We're excited about it. We get our vocal variety in there. We make people want to know where everything we're saying. We hang them on every word we have to say. Do you? Think of your last talk you had, the last pitch you did. If you ask somebody five minutes after your pitch, would they remember that conversation? Would they understand what your point was? Would they feel the power, the passion, the belief you have in what you're saying, what you're selling? Or would they just think, ah, oh, they're reading from a script. They don't really believe that. They're just pitching me. Focus on how you say things. The words, they matter, but it's how you say it. And remember, I don't know what you wrote. So if you forget something, just make sense with the next thing that comes out of your mouth. It'll be okay. You have to really trust in yourself and take it from that boring talk or presentation to a true conversation. You don't practice for conversations. You don't go and, you know, record your conversation. Well, maybe you do. I will not go into that. But for the thing to make it authentic, to make it truly a great talk is to make it conversational. Think about the nursery rhymes. Go way back to when you were a kid or if you were a parent. When you read your child a nursery rhyme, you don't do it in a single monotone, monotone voice, if I could say that word. <laughs> No, you bring energy, you bring excitement, you want that kid to feel it. You show in your face and your expressions what you want them to feel. 
Do you do that when you talk about what your product or service is? We heard Yvonne today. She was so animated, so excited to talk about what she believes. That we felt that. We wanted to be excited with her. We wanted to sign up. Do people want to sign up after you speak? And how can we get you to that place? You have to be conversational. It's just a conversation. You are not going to die. If you pitch something and they say no, it's just a no. Learn from it and move on. It's just a conversation. Conversations help us get to know, get to like, and get to trust one another. That's why I love podcasting, because I get to have a conversation with awesome, fantastic guests four, five, six times a week. And it is fantastic because I get to see what you love and why you love it and get to be part of your conversation, that give and that take. If you just talk at me, I'm not gonna leave with truly feeling what you're saying. I hope that you all will think about whether you fall in that 73% or that 23%. Whichever one you fall into, there's room for improvement, trust me. You may have been totally comfortable speaking in person, and this is scary to you. Or you may love this because you're not actually in front of any people and you can pretend there's nobody there. Either way, I can help you. So I have five on-camera essentials as my gift to all of you for being here today. This will give you a reminder to keep by your monitor so that you have good lighting, you have good sound, you remember to engage. So take advantage of that free gift. It's in the chat right now. You also have the opportunity to have a call with me. I do a thing where I, it's like check up on your setup kind of thing. So I'll spend time with you to check on how everything works in terms of your on-camera presence, to give you some ideas of tips and things or tell you, hey, you've got it great. And if you want in that 30 minutes to run by me your one minute pitch, I'll give you honest feedback of how you might be more conversational so that you can engage, so that you can educate so you can inform and okay there are times when our stories are definitely going to entertain so what is it that you want to do to make your conversation one that's remembered remember it's just a conversation no need to panic i'll see you on the other side <laughs>